that? Amen. I am too. People live in darkness and die in the same. Though salvation's free to all who trust in Jesus' name. When I'm blessed to see one who turns the dark to light, my blessed gifts turn to say that Satan lost the fight. Well, boy, boy, oh boy, what a feeling. Yes, boy, boy, oh boy, I can hardly stand it. Boy, boy, oh boy, there is joy in my soul. Cause Holy Spirit overflows. Boy, boy, oh boy, what a feeling. Yes, boy, boy, oh boy, I can hardly stand it. Boy, boy, oh boy, there is joy in my soul. Cause Holy Spirit overflows. Boy, boy, oh boy, cause Holy Spirit
death, burial, resurrection of Jesus means salvation. The hope of every nation, pure spiritual starvation. Jesus is the way, the truth, the light for all who will see. This light that illuminates darkness shines through souls like you and me.
All I can tell you folks is one day we're going to be out of time. Right. 
Have your Bibles, would you please go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And Romans chapter 12. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and Romans chapter 12. I will, just for your information, I will tell you that I am a... King James Bible man, I stick uh, to the uh, King James Bible when I read it, I stick to it when I study it, and I stick to it when I preach from it, and uh, so if you have a King James Bible, uh, then you should know what I'm talking about, and uh, please stand with me as we go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Preparing ourselves to go to Romans chapter 12. But 2 Timothy chapter 2, we're going to read verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Please go to uh, chapter 3 of 2 Timothy. We're just going over a page, and I want to read to you 16 and 17, verses 16 and 17. All Scripture, the Bible says, is given by inspiration of God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not for us to decide what the Bible says. What it is for is so that we might have the Holy Spirit talking to us and rightly dividing it. Look here, all scripture in verse 16 is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? The Bible says in verse 17 that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly, not thoroughly, but thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Thank you, church. You may be seated. While you're seated, I'm going to read to you Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Did you know that the Bible was not given to all men? The Bible was actually given to the local New Testament church. We're the only ones it was given to. But through you and me, we are to present it to a lost and dying world. Because it's for them, but it's to us. May Christ get all of the glory. Well, the child of God must keep himself or herself constantly informed in the Word of God. Our title this morning is the Christian informed and transformed. The Christian informed and transformed. The main reason for this, that, that we should constantly be informed in the Word of God, is Matthew twenty two twenty nine, where Jesus said this, Ye do err not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. In other words, if you don't know your Bible, by the way, there are lost people who, who can quote the Bible from beginning to end. But I guarantee you, they don't know their Bible. They just know what the Bible says. And if you don't have the right uh, interpretation of it, then you are misinformed. It's that simple. In failing to read and study the scriptures, we deceive ourselves. Isn't that funny? He, 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 ha, ha, ha. See, folks, this is a serious message. One that has to be preached over and over again by every preacher at one time or the other. Read your Bible. If you don't, then you'll never know what God wants you to do. Well, I have this heavy revy, someone tells me. I, um, I have this vision. And, uh, all of a sudden, uh, God told me what the Bible says. No, He wants you to read the Bible yourself. He doesn't want you to have visions. He wants you to listen to his word. It's in black and white. You live it. You read it. You do it. You don't mess around with the word of God. You don't try to make excuses. You follow what the book says. And that's why we are preaching this message. The Christian must be informed. That's Roman numeral one if you're taking uh, notes here. Paul tells us how to be transformed. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing uh, the word of truth. So when we work for someone else other than ourselves, 
Don't we want to prove to our employer that we are a good worker? If you work for someone else, I guarantee you. I was in the Army for, oh, four years. And uh, I wanted to be the best soldier I could possibly be. I know people joined the Army and military in different branches. I know that they go in and just want to do their time, kind of like jail. But for me, I wanted to be the best soldier I could be. If I was going to uh, ever show to people that I was serious about my uh, enlistment, it was that I wanted to bring glory to my army that I was in. I did not want to be a detriment to it. There are people that are plumbers, people that are in construction, and people that try to put up a do construction. That is funny if, if you know what I'm talking about. Isn't it something, folks, that no matter what we do, we must be good at? Because if we're not, then other people are not going to take us seriously. If you are a child of God, then your job in the local church is to know what this book says. That's your job. How many people have I asked, how do you get saved? Well, when I got saved, I came down, no, no, that's not what I asked. See? How do you get saved? Now, there's, I like testimonies. I really do. Because I'll give you mine if you want me to. But the honest truth is that many people try to give their testimony rather than quoting what the Bible says. How about uh, John 3.16? Can everybody quote that one? Why don't y'all quote it with me? For God so loved that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That's it. That's it. Now we can go over there to Romans chapter, uh, I believe it's 10 or 9. 9, isn't it? Uh, and, uh, yeah. I know it. I just, I just started looking at the pastor and he wouldn't help me. It's 10, 9 and 10, isn't it? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Folks, I'll tell you what, there is, is boo koodles of other boo koodles. Do y'all know what boo koodles is? Uh, down in Texas, that's one of our words, you know, boo-coodles. There is a bunch 
of, of verses all through the Bible that leads us to true salvation. But it must be in Christ. Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So when we work for someone else, then I want that other uh, uh, else to know that I'm there to work. I'm not there to play games. I'm not there just to uh, show off my beautiful suit. Have y'all seen my shoes? Some of you have. And you looked straight at me, didn't you? The honest truth is, folks, we need to understand it's not about the suit. It's not about how we look. It's not necessarily how we act, but it's who we are proclaiming to be the salvation of ourselves and the world. We must lift Him up. By the way, the Bible is what we should be pointing to. You point to the Bible and it is of Christ. Anything, any question you ever have is to be found in the Bible. I want to be a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Philippians 1.20 Paul's hope was that in nothing he would be ashamed. That is why our testimonies should be perfect. Are we going to be perfect? No. But it should be as perfect as, as we can possibly be. I am convinced that at the judgment seat of Christ, there will be multitudes there who will be ashamed that they never studied their Bible. Oh, by the way, studying and reading your Bible are two separate things. I can read the Bible and get nothing out of it. But if I study it and I really try to, to uh, pull out the meat in that verse that I am reading, if I really try to use it to mold into uh, myself so that I might be something worth having, then I guarantee you it will be worth doing. I'd like you to know that uh, there will be people that... The, that'll be at the judgment seat of Christ that will be ashamed. And everybody says, well, that's going to be the time that we get our reward. Are you? I'm just asking a, a question. You may be there because you're saved, but I want to know what is going to be revealed at that time. Are you going to be ashamed or, or are you going to be glad? Because our reward might be for the bad things that we did. 
not serving God, not praying, not reading our Bibles, not, and let me tell you this, folks, nearly every single one of us here and in other uh, churches around this country that I go to, over 200 churches each year, we find that most will be ashamed at the judgment seat of Christ that they never visited. Amen. Good preaching, Brother Crow. You may be saved, but that don't make you a Christian. A Christian is one that is full of good works. Salvation is of no works. Thank you, Brother Crow. I find an interesting verse in Jeremiah two twenty six, where God said, As the thief is ashamed when he is found, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, and their prophets. I guarantee you, folks, just because we think that we're uh, his children, doesn't mean that we don't have a right to be ashamed. All right. Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen, which I read to you a while ago, gives the results of being informed. See, folks, how can you live right if you don't have the right book? How can you be a good uh, Christian when you don't even know, according to the book, what you are to be doing? You must know your book. You must know the Bible. You must know the King James Bible. You must be informed. You must have God's Word there so that it can be put into your heart. I don't know what this book says. I want to understand, oh, can, can I bring it down to our day and age? COVID-19. Everybody used to be scared. I want to ask you, why is it that the Bible teaches us fear not? But we're fearful. I'm telling you what you should do. You should be cautious. But you don't have to be fearful. I don't know why other people got this thing. I know there's been a bunch in this church that's had it. But let, let me tell you that Philip Crow never got it. It's a bad something. I don't understand that. I've got no idea why I didn't. I will claim one thing. I'm his child. So are you. And I never let that verse, fear, come into my life. 
heart. That's the book. The book told me not to. God told me not to. I'm to believe the book. I'm to live the book. I'm to understand what the book says. I don't care what other people say, what those doctors say. I don't care their their understanding doesn't go past my God. Amen. My God's got the answer to every problem. I stutter, but I, I'm not stuttering anymore. <laughs> Amen. I don't have to stutter anymore because I know the victory in Christ. Amen. <laughs> Good preacher, Brother Crow. Amen. I'm not trying to put anyone down. I want everyone to understand. Get in the book and you will have victory in Christ. If you live this book. But you've got to be informed first. You've got to know what the book says. And then I want to take you to The greatest part of this message. Paul tells us in uh, Roman numeral 2 how to be transformed. See, I believe that every Christian that is informed in the Bible will be transformed by the power of Almighty God. I'm not saying everything's going to be okay. Are y'all with me? But I am telling you what will happen. That he will be in the midst of your life. And he will help you to come through every problem that you have. Because what is our problem is not necessarily something that we can always conquer. But if we put it in God's hands, He will do it. Why? Because I found out it's in the book. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! So how do you be transformed? Trans- transformation to Christ-likeness for the Christian comes through the renewal process. Romans 12 and verse 2 tells us how this renewal process works. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Amen. There, there is that word, transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Some people say, Brother Crow, you preach so simple. Duh. I mean, seriously, I don't understand everything in the book, brother, but at least I understand enough to trust God when He says it. Amen. To be transformed means to change the appearance or change in character or condition. 
We know from reading 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15, that Satan and his false prophets transformed themselves and changed their character in order to deceive mankind. So just because certain other people live and do things a certain way doesn't mean that that's what the Bible wants you doing. It could be Satan interjecting his thoughts through other people into your life. Good preaching. The word transformed means to same, the same as conversion. And Jesus said and told Peter in Luke twenty two thirty two that when he was converted to strengthen the brethren. Preachers. I don't know how many preachers I know the pastor and I are. And we're here and we're to tell you that we would love to help you. We want to strengthen you. This message is not meant to tear you down. It's meant to tell you if you're not in the book, you better get in the book. You, you need to be informed properly. There was a man... A preacher one time told me this. He said, uh, Brother Crow, um, I go for the other versions of the Bible. And I said, I don't. And he said, yeah, but you cannot de- deny that uh, within this Bible that there is um, at least it contains the Word of God. I said, no, I don't agree with that. How could it contain the Word of God whenever it's not the Word of God? There may be little phrases here and there that's been taken from the Bible, but folks, I guarantee you what you do is you take the Word for what it says, not what some other book says. Be careful what version of the Bible you have. Be careful where you go to get your information. And if you don't know, uh, it's very possible that we can all be deceived. But if you stick to the book, the King James Bible, I, I, I believe you'll be okay. A love for the Word of God will keep our minds renewed, thank the Lord, and it will convert us to dear children of God. Real Christians, those who are working, those who are are paying their tithe, those who are reading their Bible, those who are uh, giving to missions, those who are doing uh, their prayer time all the time, those who are, are going out and telling people about Jesus Christ. May we be able to, to uh, say with Job in closing, as he said in Job 23.12, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his Lips. In other words, in the book, he has commanded us certain things through the Word of God. I have esteemed the words of his mouth 
more than my necessary food. <laughs> if y'all will look at my belly, you will find that I love to eat. I really do. Of course, I've, I've got some uh, stomach issues right now and some other problems. So it's hard for me to eat much anymore. But used to, I, I wasn't a crow, I was a pig. <laughs> Boy, I love to eat. Amen. Give me text makes food uh, from Texas. I know oftentimes we get the opportunity to share with people how to be saved. I've heard people that have said, I've tried to reason with them, I've tried to give uh, logic to them why they should get saved, but the truth is our philosophies and our thoughts are not the things that have power in them. The Bible says that His Word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I appreciate what a timely message if there's going to be a transforming work in the heart of a lost person, it's going to come from God's Word. Can I say this? If there's going to come a transforming work in the life of a Christian, it's going to come from God's Word. And I wonder how we esteem this book right here. If it's the delight of our hearts. The psalmist talks about it. He even refers to it in Psalm 1. That the blessed man is one who delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And when he meditates in it day and night, the Bible says that it makes him like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. 
and bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's all from God's Word. Oh, I hope we trust it today. I hope that as a Christian, it's the delight of our hearts and it has its rightful place in our lives. We were talking at supper last night, and not just to go through the process of reading our Bible through in a year and marking our little check boxes off each day, but that we feast upon God's Word. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Christ as your Savior. Can I tell you this? This book tells you how you can be saved. It can do a transforming work, and it can perform a miracle in your life and take you from what uh, life you're living now, which is a life that the Bible says is a way to destruction. And it can put you on a path where you are assured of heaven. It can do a transforming work and take you from a lost person to someone whose sins have been forgiven. You've been redeemed, and you can be justified just as if you've never sinned. Because of what this book says. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Him as your Savior. There's never been a time in your life where you realized you needed to be saved. My encouragement to you is during the time of invitation here in a moment that you would come forward and let us take the Bible and show you how you can be saved. I promise you we will not embarrass you. In fact, this group that's here today would rejoice with you so much if that was the case. For Christians that are here today, is the Bible... Is it, is it in its rightful place? Is it something we delight in that we love and cherish and build our lives upon? Is it our sole authority of faith and practice? And I hope that it is. Let's pray together and then we'll have our invitation. Father, we're so thankful for your word. We're thankful for the ministry of the crows and using Brother Crow this morning to bring a wonderful, wonderful truth to light. And Lord, I don't know that much of what he said is is new material, but certainly something that is needful by way of remembrance to stir up our pure minds, to be able to have us reminded once and again, to have our strength undergirded and edified and strengthened today. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us to renew our commitment to this book, our love and our zeal for it. Father, if there's someone here today that's not saved, I pray that your Holy Spirit will convict their heart, help them to see that need, and that they would get that matter settled today before they leave here. Bless the time that we spend in invitation. May your Holy Spirit do his perfect work, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed, please, and eyes closed, we're going to have the piano and organ just play through a verse or two of invitation. If God's spoken to your heart this morning, would you come? And uh, you can pray right there in your seats, or you can come forward. If you need someone to pray with, we'll be glad to pray with you. Would you come as they play?